0: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Imagine a place of your own in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone.
1: Welcome to the Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction, such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to the show here with AJ again on a toolbox doing some relationship red flags. You know, the stuff that she does, and as AJ, you brought up before the show, the stuff that you do that kind of says undateable. Exactly. Um, I think it's, it, you made a really good point right before we started to, uh, for, right before we flicked the switch here. You'd said, listen, you know, you're always going to date somebody that's got one or two of these, and also you got to look in the mirror sometimes. I think that's important.
2: Yeah. So as we work our way through this list, it's important to realize not only is potentially your your new significant other exhibiting these, or are you in a way being jealous, being needy? Uh, Because those things can push her away. You know, at the start, the honeymoon phase, as we like to call it, it's kind of easy to look over a lot of these things. The sex is great. It's great to have a companion, but... These ultimately can make or break a relationship later on. That's why I wanted to let you guys know ahead of time that these are some things to look for in uh, a person that could come to hurt you uh, later on.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a really excellent point. You know, these are things that fester over time. And also, you're going to, anybody you date is going to have one, two, three of these things. Maybe some appear over time and others go away. But the problem is you've got to look at these in in sort of like clumps, right? Yeah, it's
2: baggage. Does she need a bellhop
1: or. (laughs) you know, as she packed light. It's sort of one of those things you have to look at as a whole. You can't sit there and go, oh, well, you know, she is talks about her ex a little bit, so adios, and everything else is in place. Some people have to be forgiven for certain things. If you start finding yourself making excuses like, yeah, she's jealous and crazy, but man, she's hot. And she always blames her ex for all the relationship difficulties, but, oh, uh, you know, she's really good in bed. Oh, you know, and also she's not really respectful of me, but she's really cool when she is. If you start rationalizing stuff like that all the time, you're going to end up miserable. So it really is about the whole equation, I think, as is, is you sort of brought up before we flicked the switch here and started recording. Because I I honestly think that, and obviously nobody's perfect, so you can't really you can't take a list of twenty things and be like, oh, you had a shade of one of those last week, so I'm going to dump you.
2: Yeah, in my mind, there's really three layers of compatibility and chemistry, so to speak, that we need to be aware of. We're meeting someone new. The first one's obviously physical. Uh, as you guys know, we're we're pretty big on the physical, making sure that the sex is great and we feel satisfied there. There's also the emotional. Does she become overreactive at times? Do your emotions match each other? Do you see that she's laid back and maybe you're high strung? That's very important. And then the third is the intellectual. Obviously, if you're meeting someone and you're trying to start a relationship, you're going to spend a lot of time not being physical, a lot of time talking with each other. Can you carry a conversation? Does she have the same interests intellectually as you? Uh, A lot of times we sacrifice those things simply for the physical, and then we're going to look past some of these red flags that point to those imbalances in that chemistry.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, you got to have all of those pieces in place. Otherwise, your relationship's not going to work out long term. We've seen it happen a million times as coaches. People who are paying attention have seen it a million times just in the divorce rate here in the States and and everywhere else for that matter. So what first do we look for? I mean, in my experience especially, by the way, this is not a list of online dating red flags. There's a million of those. That's not what this is about. You can apply some of these things to the girls you're dating from websites if you're doing that but don't don't try to re, you know recalibrate this for someone's profile or something it's it's it can get messy and sticky when you start to do that.
2: Right, this is for sort of the phase of getting to know each other after going on the second or third date and really exploring the option of a relationship. These are things you're going to look for in the way that she's behaving or some of the things that she's saying that can lead to issues later on down the road. So one of the things that I think happens
1: especially to younger people but still everyone's susceptible to this is Do you like her or do you just like that she likes you? And biology dictates that people who are accessible to us are more attractive, but you don't want to take that to an extreme and go, oh, well, I never looked at her before, but now maybe I am kind of interested. It's like Vince Vaughn in that in Wedding Crashers where he's like, is she not interested? Am I not interested? Is she starting to get interested? So maybe now I'm interested. It's kind of like that. But you definitely don't want to be thinking, oh, you know what, I didn't care about Janet at all, but now that I heard she has a crush on me, I'm going to do that. Because then you're just looking for validation. You're basically just stringing this person on or teasing them, and it feels good to you at the time because you feel like you're getting some validation. Your ego's getting a nice little dopamine rush, but it's bullshit in the end.
2: Yeah, and you're not going to be able to give her back that time that she spent on you. So that's really important. That can lead to a boatload of resentment that you don't want to be on the receiving end of.
1: Exactly. And uh, we'll probably have to do another show about how to let someone down easy. But this is not the uh, format for that, (laughs) or at least not the time. Um, She moves too quickly. Is she afraid to be alone? Does she think being in a relationship will solve all of her life issues and problems? This is one of those where you got to look in the mirror because, honestly, I think – it's really hard to know somebody that early that well, but you, you damn well sure know if you're just afraid to be alone, especially if you're on the rebound from another girl, and you think, oh, you know, if I get a girlfriend, then I'll feel confident, and then I'll be able to get more friends, and then I'll be able to da-da-da-da-da. It's the other way around, so if you're trying to be in a relationship because of that, you're barking up the wrong tree.
2: Yeah, if she has her toothbrush in her purse and she's ready to move in <laughs> and you're, you know, kind of on the fence. But again, the physical might be there. This is something to pay attention to because a lot of women, especially coming out of a previous relationship, are clinging to that other person and need that in their lives. And you don't want to fall into a situation where you rush things with someone that you didn't really know. And right. In fact, a lot of guys that are sitting on our couch on Tuesday for programs here at The Art of Charm have this issue. One of the biggest things is they feel that they settle too easily because she pushed really hard and she moved things really fast. So you're like, yeah, you know what? This sounds good. Yeah. And that rationalization can lead to uh, obviously a trip to The Art of Charm, but also a lot <laughs> of heartbreak.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with the trip to The Art of Charm, but yes. And also you can tell these little sort of sub red flags here are asking for intimacy or exclusivity way too early you know, the girl that you're on a second date with and she says, oh, I'm, I am I want to make sure that you're serious. Dah, 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 dah. We hear stories about this all the time um, from certain types of girls. And it's it's like, whoa, man, she put her engagement timeline on the table on the first date. Right. This you guys sounds guys like talked
2: about kids at Starbucks?
1: Yeah. It sounds like a business transaction. Now, sometimes you might – get into the topic of conversation about children and life desires, that's different than how many kids do you want? When do you want to be married by? You know, I'm 29, so da 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 I gotta have it ring by September. That is all very unappealing, and also, quite frankly, crap judgment. Evidence of crap judgment, and you definitely don't want somebody with crap judgment in a partner. That's a mm-hmm. terrible trait to have.
2: Rushing into big-time life decisions uh, needlessly can definitely lead to heartbreak.
1: Yeah, the other thing is definitely, and this goes, this is very obvious to most, and also a little bit more rare, uh, but not as rare as it should be. You've got to pay attention. If she puts you ahead of her kids, you've got to pay attention. It's you might think I'm the man, and she's you know really invested in our relationship. Look, she gets a babysitter, or her mom takes care of the kids every weekend, so we can hang out. That is how she's going to treat you later on in the relationship. She's gonna put other people, other things ahead of you. Those are her kids. You've been dating for X number of weeks or months. Get some perspective. She doesn't have it, get out of there.
2: Right, I mean anytime you're, you're dealing with someone who has children from a previous relationship, it is important to sort of look at the, the relationship they have with their children and, and where they prioritize that and obviously where you fall in line. Uh, Someone you're meeting for the first time to jump to the front of their list uh, above even their job. You know, sometimes they can prioritize you to the detriment of their career. Uh, Especially early on, that's a huge red flag.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not something you want to be dealing with uh, in terms of a partner. And also, are they fresh out of a relationship? You know, if you've been through a breakup, which we all have, you know that it takes a long time to get over that completely. So if she's fresh out of a relationship, she's recovering that doesn't really give her the opportunity or or, or time, et cetera, or focus to, to really concentrate and focus on you. And so that also leads to the fact that she very well might be using you to fill up her loneliness, and this could be subconscious. This doesn't mean she's like, I'm lonely, I'm going to get another boyfriend. It's just something that happens when there's a vacuum in your heart because somebody else left, especially if they mistreated her you know, or cheated on her. All that baggage, so fresh, that open wound is, is right there, you might think, wow, I met this incredible person. She's bending to to squeeze you in there. It's not a good fit. And even if it is, you don't know
2: that. Neither does she. She probably hasn't fully healed from the situation. And when that occurs, a lot of baggage from the previous boyfriend could be dumped on your mm-hmm. lap. Uh, dealing with the way he treated her versus the way you're treating her. Exactly. So that's a situation where you tread lightly. Now, we're all going to be in situations where we're meeting people who are getting out of a, re- uh, a relationship and who are on a rebound. That's fine. But those are the situations where you take slowly. You don't rush into things. And that's why we call this a red flag.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. And, you know, respect sort of comes into play here, speaking of. If you have to think, and this is the quote we're going to get back in emails from guys who are like, oh, my God, you, you guys are right. If you have to think about whether or not she's treating you with respect, you're thinking too hard already. Uh, she shows up late. She acts rude to your friends or you, for that matter. She's overly demanding. you got to say goodbye. You deserve better. you got to stop making excuses for her. We do this with people in our lives all the time, our bosses, our family members. You definitely don't want to have to do it for your girlfriend So knock it off.
2: Yeah, you should never be her doormat. She should not be walking all over you. And if you don't respect yourself, she's not going to respect you. And part of respecting yourself is not letting those people into your life.
1: Exactly. You set up boundaries early because even a nice girl who finds that you're a doormat is going to start to sort of grow into that. And that might mean that she starts resenting the fact that you don't have boundaries. So she starts to test you and you keep failing by trying to please her. That's how your marriage fell apart, dude who's listening to this right now. That's how it happened, and you know it. Everybody's got their little quirks, like we said. You know, some people are going to have some of these. Some people are going to have a lot. It's up to you to sort of find that balance. You just got to make sure you're not rationalizing. But if she can't stand your quirks now, she's going to resent them later, and she's going to resent you later. If she's always correcting your behavior in a serious way, you know, she's going to hate that about you. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Setting boundaries early is how it happens. You don't set boundaries when
2: you've been married for 20 years. Ask any married guy ever. And think about it, right? If she's already pointing that out in the honeymoon, what's going to happen when other shit's hitting the fan? Yeah. Those are going to become glaring issues to her and it's going to undermine your relationship.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, look for that same pattern in other people. If she's got frequent fallings out with other people She's got a revolving door of friends in her life. You ask her who her best friend is, and she has to think about it for a while. All of her friends are people she's met in the last six months to a year. Big problems. Uh, dramatic, crazy women, inability to tolerate other people. That is a giant issue.
2: Right. I mean, her ability to nurture other relationships in her life is important. If if you find that she's a bit of a loner or uh, her relationships tend to be very surface level, Uh, there could become a codependence there that could be really troubling where let's say further on down the line, God forbid, you do have to break up. You're the only person in her life. Yeah. Imagine how capable she's going to be of getting back on her feet after something like that. So if you're seeing these signs, right, these are red flags, right? If you're seeing that you want to have a guy's night out and she's like, "Uh, I'm just going to sit at home because I have nothing going on or she doesn't really get along very well with her coworkers and everything is over dramatic and it seems like in her mind the world is out to get her she's playing the victim it's only going to get worse as the relationship progresses
1: yeah i think you're you spot on here i mean if if the only the way you can look at this also is if the only people in her life are people that she sees like once every month or every week if that you don't know that you don't go oh you know what she's got plenty of friends that she's known forever like some some person that she worked with for a while or, or some people that she doesn't see very often who work at the gym or something like that. You have to look at close relationships of people that she spent a lot of time around and sees regularly because if you try to measure just by the time she's known someone, that's a, that's a problem. The more time she spends or the more time a crazy person spends with somebody, the more likely a blow-up is to occur. So if all of their close friends are people they met while out partying, they can't really trust anybody close... That's a big problem. It's going to happen to you or she's going to push you away. It's just not worth having that. You're just the only – if you're the guy who's friends with a girl that doesn't have any close friends, you're
2: not just the center for universe. You're just the late one to the party who hasn't figured out that she's got issues that need to be dealt with. Right. Odds are she's pushed other people away and you're going to be on the receiving end at some point. And it's important to realize that we need to be able to have quality relationships outside of with the opposite sex it's very important to having a healthy happy lifestyle so if you find that you are the center of a universe and then all of a sudden you're no longer willing to be part of that universe guess what it's gonna be pretty awful
1: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really messy and speaking of time frames people who are involved in activities that are sort of short-lived like those people especially in LA this happens a lot Whenever she starts something new, it's amazing, everyone's gotta know how awesome it is, everyone's gotta do it with her, but then like two, three weeks later, or two, three months later, the yoga mat's in the corner, or, or whatever, and nobody's doing it anymore. Normal girls far less frequently do new things, but by comparison, you know they, they love the things that they do less. And they stick with these things more often for longer periods of time. So people who have a few hobbies, they get good at it. They've been doing it for a few years, much better than the person who signs up for something and then doesn't even finish like the introductory class to that particular topic. Um, The difference is mostly time orientation. You know, crazy people, and we're using the term crazy pretty loosely. They pick things that make them feel good right now. Stimulation goes away, fades out. Uh, That's a problem, and that's gonna happen. That's a metaphor for your relationship,
2: yeah. It's a little bit of commitment, right? And our good buddy Robbie always says, How you do anything is how you do everything. So, if she can't stick with yoga and then she's turning on to CrossFit, and then the next thing you know, she's retiring those running shoes, and now she's doing Pilates uh, all within the three weeks you've known her. She's probably has some significant commitment issues and that's running the gamut from not only her hobbies and the way she looks at fitness, but also the way she views all activities. And ultimately you're going to be next to the yoga mat in a few months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, The distinction to be made here is there's some people that try a lot of new things and that's great. There's nothing wrong with trying things to see what fits. The difference is, are they doing it because they get an endorphin rush or dopamine rush from doing something new that's cool and trendy? Or are they in it for personal growth and personal development? So they tried running, didn't like it, tried CrossFit, didn't like it, love yoga. But if they've done 10 different things and now we're on to number 11, you start to get a feel for their pattern. Um, and you know, a lot of people who have healthy hobbies do it for um, getting out of the house, relaxing, personal growth. If they're
2: doing it for stimulation, that's no good. And the other thing is the the language she's using, right? Always talking about the extremes. Oh, my God, this is amazing. But mm-hmm. everything you hear out of her mouth is amazing. <laughs> you got to start to wonder, o- okay, how can this be, right? So someone who talks in absolutes like that doesn't really have a firm grasp on reality and is probably not looking at things clearly. So right now she may be looking at you as being everything's amazing, this is the best new thing, but in a few weeks, as I said, you might be sitting next to the yoga mat unused.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I suppose you could always eat dinner on the floor. Speaking of that, if, if she's acting rudely, disrespecting other people during the date, or especially mistreats parents, family, or friends in front of you, uh, especially like people that are service positions that she deems of having no real value, like the cab driver, if she's a crazy person to the cab driver, the waiter, um, the valet, one day you are going to be on the receiving end of this and it's not going to be just once. It's going to be once she stops seeing you as somebody who she needs or that she loves, uh, You know, like she did the day you guys met, That's you. Yeah, this is
2: kind of linked to the relationship friendship angle, right? If if she struggles with human communication and and dealing with people in a respectful manner, people that are helping her, people that are beneath her, whether it's a janitor or a homeless person or or the valet, uh, odds are that she's a little uh, out there in terms of mental stability. And as Jordan said, you're going to be on the receiving end of that, uh, except in a much more painful way when she's moving her shit out of your place. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, And... Now, jealousy is a huge issue that we talk about a lot. People write in all the time. It's one of the most annoying things that you'll have to deal with in your own life. And so you got to kind of calibrate this because everybody gets jealous. But uh, jealous lovers, though, looking back on the conventional wisdom and looking back at all the flags, it's always twenty twenty hindsight. Jealous lovers are obvious from the start. If you're on a date with somebody who's got a jealous streak, you can look for the following signs. Asking way too many questions about your past relationships – asking too many questions about the type of person you're attracted
2: to. Uh, what else, AJ? I mean, needing to see your phone, right? If she's grabbing oh, your phone or she's looking over your shoulder at everything you're doing. Um, those moments where maybe she's sneaking around on your laptop on the second date, she's checking her email, but she's going through your bookmarks. Like, those are little signs that she's not trustworthy because right. she doesn't trust you yet. And yeah. There's no reason if you're starting a relationship at the very beginning to have that much distrust. Right? That's understandable if something has been uh, amiss, if, if you have done something to make her feel that lack of trust. But in the very beginning, if she just starts off very untrustworthy of things and is constantly asking you a zillion questions, well, where'd you go with your boys? Where exactly were you at? How long were you there? Who were you with? Who's this girl? Why'd she like you on Facebook? Stuff like that, early on, can point to a very strong jealous streak that is never going to be overcome. That's the thing. Like, is she can't control her jealousy at the very beginning when, again, at the start of a relationship, everyone is presenting their best side, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. You're seeing the best version of her. So if the best version of her has a strong jealous streak, then imagine how that streak's going to look on the worst side of her when you may have screwed up, or maybe you didn't screw up, but she felt you'd screwed up. Right. So anytime I've been in a situation where girls ask a heck of a lot of questions about my past, have a lot of interest in my Facebook and sniffing around there and who grab my phone when I'm not around or are peeking over my shoulder when I'm texting my friend. Uh, Those are huge red flags to me.
1: Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I I can just imagine some girl looking through my bookmarks. It would be like Facebook, Pornhub, Facebook, Facebook, Pornhub, Pornhub, Facebook,
2: Pornhub, Facebook, Gmail. That's ri- Nothing really interesting in there. I um, love that Gmail's number 10. <laughs> yeah. understand why you don't answer my emails. Priorities.
1: <laughs> um, too good to be true. You know, you ever notice uh, those pillows on the couch and they've got like a little embroidered proverb. Your grandma probably made some. The world is literally, no, it's not literally. The world is figuratively, not literally, decorated with those little pillows uh, that offer some sort of expression about how things that appear to be too good to be true are BS. It's natural when you're first dating somebody to put your best foot forward, but it's not natural to be full of crap and lie about stuff. In the best case scenario, somebody who appears too good to be true is probably really insecure, anxious, feels that they have to embellish or impress people. There's an underlying fear that they're not interesting. Uh, the worst case scenario, they're a sociopath.
2: yeah. I don't like either of those scenarios, to tell you the truth. I I like a little imperfection in anyone that I'm with, and I like who I'm with actually to be able to be comfortable with my imperfections as well. So anyone who tries too desperately to hide all of their imperfections
3: uh, is a red flag. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny, what about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify.
4: That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered.
3: Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I
4: love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries.
3: Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze your online marketing campaigns.
4: And sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com charm. Go to shopify.com charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com charm. at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms
1: and conditions apply.
3: Need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: All right, let's get back to the show. You know, back up to the respect topic. People that don't give you notice or are late all the time and, and don't let you know about that, it, its that's also a respect thing. I, I wanted to touch on that from before. You know, that's one of the key indicators of how they treat other people and how they respect other people's time and and quite frankly, their
2: own time. And it's how they value you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about the things in your life that you truly value. Would you show up late to them? Would you blow them off? No, no one would do that. So the fact that she's blowing you off or showing up late and being disrespectful shows you that she doesn't truly value you that much.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true, you know, when you value somebody, you can have knockdown drag out type fights, you know, where things get nasty, but it shouldn't be really gnarly um all the time. And you know, people that argue unfairly most of the time, you know, if you're hurt, you, you might you might pull some blow blows. It happens. If you un- if you unfairly argue most of the time, that's a problem. You know, people who generalize and say you never take out the trash. You always do this to me. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll vent that old anger at, at an inappropriate time. But if, if she's bringing up something you said six months ago, when you're arguing about who's going to do the dishes, that's a sign of a lack of maturity. Uh, she's not going to be able to keep her head when she's working out important stuff.
2: Yeah. And anytime it's black and white, you know, all the time, this never do that. Uh, again, someone who speaks in those terms can't view reality clearly. Yeah. And that version of reality is going to haunt you later. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it
1: might just be a penchant for drama, but do you need that? I don't need that. Right. I can find
2: that on TV. Exactly.
1: And you know what? You can call her out on it. Um, sometimes it's a bad habit that can be fixed, especially that you never do this. You always do this. You know, if people say that long enough, they'll believe it. Sometimes you can go, oh, I always I'm always late. And then they're like, OK, fine, you're not always late, but you're yeah. late. Well, you were only late twice as- week. But yeah, try not to be so late. You know, it takes the edge off of that. And sometimes it's a little bit silly.
2: Right. It's, it's kind of in the way that they argue too, mm-hmm. right? Do they dig their heels in when they're clearly wrong or do they start to bend and, and come to the middle, right? If you're in arguments that always end in absolutes and there's never any give, that's an, a real issue. That's going to be a red flag for something much uh, more troublesome later now.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one comes from one of our female assistant instructors. She said, if she tells you she's crazy, just believe her. Isn't that instructor crazy? Yes. <laughs> so, so definitely. Um, you definitely want to believe a girl who says she's crazy. Uh, girls very rarely say that about themselves. The ones it's that do. It's not flattering, right? No. It's,
2: it's the equivalent of you telling her that you're a player, right? It's not an attribute that you would consider quality or that right. you'd want to lead with. So if someone's already leading with that, uh, it's pretty clear that they've probably been called that numerous times and they want to just get that out of the way now.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's not, because what that means is, by the way, here's
2: the warning shot. I can't control this weapon. Yeah, so later when she's aiming <laughs> aiming that weapon at your head and she's telling you, "I told you I was crazy," right? You can't be like, "Uh, man, why didn't I listen to that podcast, AJ and Jordan?" This is gonna be one of those uh, episodes
1: where the guy's like, "You know what? She told me she was, and she was right, and I found out." You know, he's like, "And that's how I got my windshield smashed." Uh, like road trip where that girl's bashing up that dude's car with a bat, <laughs> you know. That girl probably told her boyfriend she was crazy and he said, awesome, crazy chicks are great in the sack and it cost him a lot of money. If she demands too much of your time too early, if, like the first few weeks or months, she's demanding time even when you're like, listen, I'm gonna be really busy at work and she's like, I need this, I need this, I need you to set aside this. That's how you know it's too much. If you need a time card for your relationship, it's time to punch out. That doesn't mean don't schedule date nights with your girlfriend. It doesn't mean don't plan stuff for the weekend. But if she's like, you only spent four hours with me this week and blah, 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 blah. I don't care if you're busy. You know, you need to prioritize me. This is one of those delicate balances. She might
2: be totally fucking right, <laughs> but – yeah. I mean, that's one where you definitely bounce it off your friends, mm-hmm. but demands lead to ultimatums mm-hmm. and ultimatums kill relationships. It's, it's very important that you realize that what's demanding now can turn into you need to start doing this or I'm done. Uh, so the, she's saying those things and it, it may be grounded in reality, which is something that obviously, hopefully your friends and your support system can tell you. But if it's not, then it's going to come back even worse on the, a month or two later when you legitimately don't have those times. Yeah, it's definitely – this is
1: one of those things where the earlier it happens, the more of a red flag it is. If you've been dating somebody for three years and they say you don't spend enough time with me, believe them because it's probably – it's the way that person feels. If you've been dating somebody for two and three weeks or a month and you, they say you don't spend enough time with me, they need a reality check, you're going to have problems moving forward because this is them being tolerant. Again, like you said, AJ, this is their best foot forward and if they're already crazy needy in the first month, it's not going to get better. Let that sink in. Anything she's doing now, it is not going to get better.
2: Yeah, their worst foot's going to be a lot worse.
1: Yes. If they want to make rules about things that you do, that they have no business making rules about, like where you go or who you talk to or who you hang out with, or they want to control things like how you dress or how you cut your hair. Um, you know, this has never happened to me personally, but I heard about it from our listener emails. Do you have an experience with
2: this? Yeah, I, and every guy has different hobbies or uh, interests. But if, if she's telling you, hey, I don't want you going to this bar. I don't want you hanging out with these friends. I don't like that Sundays is all football. And if it's something that you genuinely value, uh, again, that's going to be a red flag for ultimatums and, and uh, overstepping their bounds later in their relationship. Those things that you hold near and dear and are passionate about should not encroach on your relationship and who you're with. If they're already encroaching in the very beginning, it's just going to get worse down the road. Right, and sometimes to the point where she's going to use that as a reason t- for you to to take advantage of you. So she's going to use that as a reason to take advantage of you later. It's very important that we stay rounded and we create those boundaries of you know this is where I'm willing to give, this is where I'm not willing to give. And if she's saying who you should hang out with and where you should go, those are never any things that real adult men should sacrifice. Yeah, that's a good
1: point. You know, it's it's always so surprising to me because I think I've always sort of had this boundary. I can't stand if someone's like you can't go hang out with those guys or like you can't go there. I'm always surprised by that. I had a buddy who uh, a really smart dude, successful guy. Um, surprisingly, he's dating a, a girl who does like webcam stuff, which to me is a, a fucking shock. Like, I'm surprised that that that's happening. But sup- weirdly and strangely, he's got to go to a bachelor party for one of his best friends in Vegas and. Obviously, when you're at a bachelor party, there's strippers involved. She is like, you can't go. You can't go because there's going to be strippers. And if you go and there's strippers, you know, you're cheating on me. And I'm like, but she's a webcam stripper. What the hell? Maybe that may, I mean, obviously that makes it worse. I feel like a normal girl would be like,
2: you guys are gross. You're going to the strip club. But they would just be like, meh, you know, like a normal girl's like, that's not reality. It's not a thing. There could be some, uh, thing tied to it or she may have been cheated on with uh, an ex with a stripper or, or someone across their bounds. But I was just going to bring that up. The, the one time in, in uh, my relationship where rules definitely came up was in a bachelor party scenario. And uh, it is troublesome to, to hear those rules placed uh, uh, later. And obviously you hope that Whoever you're with, if they're a significant other, that you trust each other enough and you, you trust each other's judgment, right? That shows that she doesn't trust your judgment. If she's saying, "I don't trust you in this place or with this person," she doesn't think you can make good rational decisions. Is that someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with and potentially cr- po- and potentially procreate with? Yeah, probably not. That's you're right.
1: That's a good sign. You know, somebody who's got an insecurity about that. It's different if. She can if she can articulate and be like, "You know what? I just think it's gross. I totally disapprove, but it's a bachelor party. That's fine. She's allowed to disapprove. She's not allowed to dictate your life. Um, you know, there might be exceptions to this somewhere, but you have to decide whether or not you're cool with that. If she starts saying, "You can't hang out with AJ because, you know, you come home and you drink a little bit or like, I don't like where you guys go or you stay out too late when you're with him." She can say that, but if you feel like you have to do that or you're going to get in trouble, now you're starting to look like everybody loves Raymond or something like, you know, Ray Romano. That's not cool. Homer, Homer Simpson yeah, and type. And jump.
2: you don't want to be in a situation where you got to sneak around to, to do actually what you want to do and enjoy the life you want to be leading. Right. Again, we're, we're looking at compatibility and a lot of times we look past these little incompatibilities, which is what red flags are because the sex is great. The physical is great. Maybe the emotional is great, right? Maybe she's really kind and compassionate in other areas and she picks you up. But, uh, These incompatibilities at the very beginning, early on in the relationship, just compound and continue to get worse. They don't get better, okay? Incompatibilities pile up, and when they pile up to the point of resentment, things explode. Speaking of explosions, if
1: the explosion's not that predictable, that's even more of a problem. Like, if things are building up and you guys get in a fight, it happens. That's what relationships are. If it is, just starts to become like, where the hell did this come from? Like, if you get mood swings that come just without warning and totally confuse the shit out of you, you need to run. And the earlier this happens, the faster you run. There's like a mathematical equation for this somewhere. Um, and this is very common online for those of you guys who are trying to apply this stuff to, to being online. If she starts freaking out in her third email to you, don't go, well, we should just meet for coffee because maybe this is a miscommunication. You need to be like, you know what? Block list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And now a quick message
4: from our newest sponsor. Remember, supporting our sponsors is the best way to support the show.
3: That's right. AJ, did you know socks, tees, and underwear are the three most requested clothing items in homeless shelters? I had absolutely no idea. Bombas knows,
4: and they're doing something about it, making ridiculously comfortable versions of all three and donating one for every item sold. With all the clothing brands out there, it's nice to find some basics that don't just feel good, but do good too.
3: That is completely amazing, and that's why we're so excited to be working with our newest sponsor, Bombas. To date, Bombas, one purchase equals one donated commitment, has helped customers donate over 100 million essential clothing items to people facing homelessness. That's a lot of good done by people just buying the Bombas they wear every day. Visit Bombas.com slash charm and use code charm for 20% off your first purchase.
4: And once you try Bombas, you'll know why so many people have purchased and donated so many. The comfort geniuses at Bombas work tirelessly to make your everyday things your favorite things. Whether it's an arch-supporting sock that feels like it was sculpted to your foot, a buttery soft tee with no itchy tag, That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash charm. And use code charm at checkout.
0: Imagine a place of your own in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone. All
1: right, let's get back to the good stuff. If every one of your friends and family hates your girlfriend,
2: they see something that you don't. Just accept that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty clear. If a wide majority and a diverse majority of people who encounter you in this new relationship see issues, mm-hmm. there's issues. Like, those are things that should not come up from everybody. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, I remember that office space where the guy's like, I just can't get over the feeling that she's cheating
1: on me. And then the neighbor goes, yeah, man, I'll get that feeling too, dude. <laughs>
3: like, huh?
1: Uh, if everybody sees that and you're and you don't, you got to accept the fact that your judgment's clouded by... Boobs or whatever.
2: Right.
1: This one, yeah. This this is a big one. If they need excessive attention from the opposite sex, now that doesn't mean that your girlfriend can't talk to guys, friends, and stuff like that. But if they are flirting constantly, spending a ton of time messaging their friends of the opposite sex, hanging out with friends of the opposite sex, you get this is a problem. And look at yourself
2: in the mirror with this one as well, guys. Yeah, I I had an experience with this with an ex who basically predominantly had male friends, like very uh, few female friends and a real inability to connect with her same sex. And I always kind of like glossed it over like, ah, she's one of the boys. That's great. She's a bit tomboy. She likes a lot of the interests that I like. So I glossed it over, but it was a pretty big red flag that I didn't pay attention to. So I can speak well to this, that if you find that she only really connects with men, Uh, there's going to be a pattern that later on in the relationship, she's only attracting more men. And at some point, those other men might become more desirable to you when you're down. And the fact that she can't really get along with women of, uh, women of the same sex, she can't really get along with females and, and people of the same sex means that there's real insecurity there. There's a, a huge issue going on. You should never be with someone who can only be friends with a certain type of person or only connects with a certain type of person. And obviously, we, we teach you guys about how to connect with everyone and how to build a, a vibrant social circle so you don't want to be with someone who doesn't have that same ability.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, being that person who needs to flirt with the opposite sex all the time, it shows neediness, it shows validation seeking. It doesn't mean that you can't be charming or that she shouldn't be charming and a little bit flirty. I think a girl who can flirt her way to a free latte is great. I think it's bad news when she's got to go hang out with dudes that clearly want to bang her all the time and she's like, "I don't know, we're just friends." And you know damn well she knows that she's stringing these guys along, but she likes the attention regardless of their loyalty to you.
2: This is a bad sign. Yeah, because there's there's clearly something wrong on the inside of her that you as a man, the most important man in her life, can't give her enough masculine attention
1: what about if they do things specifically for they're not there like things they wouldn't do if you were or things they they don't want to tell you about it
2: right it's a it's a red flag if there's clear behavior changes in your presence and then without your presence like if they only feel comfortable going to the nightclub when you're not around but then when you're around you're like hey let's go to nightclub like no let's let's keep it low-key tonight uh, if they only feel like expressing themselves a certain way, whether it's around their friends or whether it's around their family, and then not that way around you, again they're withholding something, and that withholding of something it, it may not start in the very beginning, but it will build into resentment later.
1: That's interesting. You know, that's that's probably pretty hard to spot. I mean, how do you even find out if someone's doing that because you see them on Facebook, like hanging out, bottle service did it out. And then you're like, let's go out. And they're like,
2: no movie night. Every exactly. Time. Yeah. You know, they, they may love the nightlife on social media, but then don't enjoy the nightlife with you. And they're like, well, that's a little peculiar. Or yeah. maybe they're really into to doing one activity with their friends. But again, they're shutting you off from that. Anytime someone completely walls you off from a certain aspect of their life and their personality, it's a red flag. I feel like this has been in movies where it's like,
1: um, you know, you finally do go to the club where your girlfriend hangs out all the time and they're like, oh yeah, you're so-and-so's boyfriend? Oh man, you know, like, oh, she's like been passed around like a bong at this club, you know, for the last two years and you didn't, you're the only guy who didn't get It's like Scotty doesn't know from uh, Eurotrip. Exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Now, these again have to be taken in a group. These are not something where you find one and you discard a perfectly good relationship. They gotta be taken in groups. A lot of these are early warning signs so if you've been in a relationship for a few years and you see a couple of these, don't panic. It doesn't mean that you need to you know, dump whoever you're with.
2: Right, these are trust your gut things and these are a gut check for you guys. We gave you 20. Uh, I don't think anyone's gonna break up over any one or two of these mm-hmm. items, but if you're seeing a pattern of a few of these and really strongly, and uh, again, you feel like you're not seeing the whole person or, or connecting with the whole person, then starting and and forming a longer uh, term relationship is going to be very difficult and ultimately going to be a waste of both of your time. Yeah, that's that's really true. You know, it's relationships
1: you learn and you grow from a lot of these, but sometimes you just end up wasting your time by by overlooking things. See, that's the thing. You you got to be careful not to lie to yourself early on in the relationship because anything that you choose to overlook here, and that's the key word, is choose to overlook something that you're probably going to be dealing with for the rest of the relationship. Now, some things might get better as
2: trust and rapport develops, but otherwise, it's probably going to get worse, like we said before. So and if you've listened and you find that we've mentioned four or five things that you're experiencing right now, but in your head you're rationalizing, well, AJ, it's not like that for me. Right, right it's like that for you. <laughs> it is like that for you. Trust me, my friends have called me out on this as well. So I, I've fallen into the same trap of rationalizing away these red flags. And I could tell you on the other side, I kind of wish I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody regrets that. Sometimes you learn that in high
1: school or college. Sometimes you learn it when you're 40 and you've got a house that you've got to cut in half and kids you got to share custody with. You know, you got to trust your gut. If you think something's off, it probably is. You always know more than you think you know. And that's true with pretty much everything, but especially about relationships.
2: And a lot of what we showed you guys with these clear examples were a lack of maturity, a lack of trust, and a lack of personal responsibility, right? When those three things are happening, run.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and, you know, you can find out a little bit about past relationships. Again, don't ask a million questions about the ex right off the bat, but if you find out things about past relationships from asking and being very calm with it and not interrogative, especially a little bit more into the relationship, history tends to repeat itself. Now, do they have mature, resolved feelings about their exes, or are they bitter, angry, pissed off, resentful, and they put all of the blame on the other person? Now you're starting to see where these things might seep through. Um, And you got to watch how people make the meaning of difficult situations, both current and past. You know, are they open to learning and growing? Do they take responsibility for past mistakes and situations? Or is it always somebody else's fault and somebody else's issue? Rarely is somebody just sitting there minding their own business and then some crazy person moseys into their life and screws everything up four times in a row for the last five years. So basically we're all at our best in the beginning like AJ said and sometimes that excitement, that infatuation can blind you to everything else. And this makes red flags really hard to spot. But now that you're aware and what you think about, you've learned from past relationships, you know a lot more than you realize. So staying keen to these red flags now can help you avoid hurt in the future. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com. And that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash The Art of Charm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great
0: week. Go out there and get social and leave everything better than you found it.